It has been called the rant heard round the world. After a month of nonstop bailouts and stimulus packages, the Obama administration had announced a new bailout plan, this one designed to rescue underwater homeowners. On February 19, 2009, CNBC's Business News Network editor Rick Santelli blared from the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, The government is promoting bad behavior. We're thinking of having a Chicago Tea Party. All you capitalists who want to show up on Lake Michigan, I'm going to start organizing. On April 15, 2009, cities all over the country witnessed the first large-scale Tea Party protests, as an estimated 268,000 Americans showed up at more than 200 different locations. And that was only the beginning. The protests continued, peaking on September 12, 2009, when, by some estimates, more than 100,000 Americans marched on Washington, D.C. What were they protesting? Their signs said it all. Don't spread the wealth, spread my work ethic. Free markets, not freeloaders. Honk if I'm paying your mortgage. I am not your ATM. If dependence is your idea of hope, you can keep the change. If you think health care is expensive now, wait until it's free. Liberty is all the stimulus we need. Obamanomics, chains you can believe in. Stop punishing success, stop rewarding failure. You can't multiply wealth by dividing it. Your mortgage is not my problem. The protesters were fed up with big government. My thing with government is, smaller is better, said Jack Rice, a Tea Party activist and disillusioned Obama voter. And so in that regard, the government taking control of health care and health insurance is just going to make government bigger. I don't think that they will do a very good job. Rice was not alone. As much as a quarter of the electorate has declared its support for the Tea Parties, they are perhaps the most tangible sign of the widespread alarm at the rapid growth of government over the last few years. In an October 2008 piece titled Big Government Ahead, New York Times columnist David Brooks predicted that the financial crisis would help the Democrats win the presidency and expand their control over Congress. What would follow, he said, would be a flood of new spending, coming in four streams, bailouts, more stimulus packages, Keynesian-style government spending, and a new government health care plan. When you add it all up, concluded Brooks, we're not talking about a deficit that is 5% of GDP, gross domestic product, but something much, much, much larger. It doesn't happen often, but David Brooks was right. Since 2008, Americans have had to weather a parade of stimulus spending sprees, bailouts, regulatory shackles, and the passage of Obamacare. The sheer numbers are chilling. A total of $862 billion on the stimulus, $30 billion expansion in the state children's health insurance program, S-CHIP, and a 2011 budget that approached $4 trillion. As for the deficit, it exploded from 3.21% of GDP in 2008, itself an unusually high number, to more than 8% in 2011. In the long run, the picture looks even worse. In 2010, the president released his long-term budget, which called for $45 trillion in spending over the next decade, trillions in new taxes, and a public debt that amounts to 90% of GDP, double today's level. President Obama would add more to the national debt than every other president in American history, 
from George Washington through George W. Bush, combined, one report concludes. Meanwhile, Obama has done nothing to address the looming entitlement crisis and the $66 trillion in unfunded liabilities we face. The growth of state spending and state controls under Obama is disturbing, to say the least. But that growth didn't start with President 44. George W. Bush not only championed what was then the largest expansion of government regulatory power since the New Deal, Sarbanes-Oxley, and the largest expansion of the entitlement state since the Great Society, the prescription drug benefit, he managed to increase government spending by 50% in eight years. Bush has the distinction of being the first president to propose a $2 trillion budget, 2002, and the first to propose a $3 trillion budget, 2008. We didn't get our first $1 trillion budget until Reagan.